Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. I'm saying good morning. It's a miserable day out there. We appear to have autumn rather early. Um, it's also the longest day of the year. Not not one of those wonderful, glorious longest days of the year with sunshine and joy. Um, but also it is it is the day that millions of us have been waiting for. It's Freedom Day. I've still got it in my diary, still circled with a Sharpie, still in the electronic diary. But it's not Freedom Day today. It's the 19th of July now. Or is it? Oh, it might be the 5th of July if they're holding out tantalising hope. Or it might not be the 19th of July. It might be later. Um, and even on 19th of July, will we have all of our freedoms? Freedom to travel, freedom to do what we want, freedom... I don't know. The crazy things like singing and dancing at your friend's wedding. Really basic stuff that we apparently don't have the right to do anymore. And as many of my guests in the last week have pointed out, actually, um, when you have your freedoms given back to you, they're not really freedoms. Because if someone can take them away and then decide when or where to give them back to you, they're not freedoms. You're just giving them on licence. You don't actually own those freedoms. Today is the day that a lot of people have said enough is enough. I'm done. Well, I am certainly done. And I think an awful lot of people are are done. A lot of people talking about ditching their masks from today to say they've done their bit. They've got double jabbed. They've stayed at home. Today is the day when a lot of people are saying I'm done. Well, we'll be talking to a lot of guests who've been saying that, uh, that this is the day for them when they will no longer uh, go along with lockdown policy. Now, not endorsing anybody, breaking the law. We don't do that on this show. We don't do this on this station. However, uh, I'm going to be talking to you about some of the ways in which you can have your make your protest if you want to, ways you can have your say and the ways that you can have uh, some more freedom that you can take back into your own hands. So we'll talk about all of that in the show today. And lots of top guests coming up. Uh, first up, though, um, he is one of my top guests, Benjamin Butterworth. He's the late editor at the I newspaper. And he joins us. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Lovely to talk to you. Um, I mean, I mean, you're, you're a lockdown enthusiast, so presumably you're absolutely delighted we don't have more freedoms today <laughs> i'm not a lockdown enthusiast you? Uh, i live in the real world as far as i'm concerned and the fact is that we've had the cases of the covid rising uh, much faster than they had been in a long time and still hadn't double jabbed enough people to be sure that our hospitals wouldn't be wouldn't be overrun and as far as i'm concerned it made sense to to wait a couple not that i wanted it at all but i think it made sense to wait a couple of weeks rather than risk uh, having a big surge and having to go back into some kind of lockdown, which would be so much more disruptive for many businesses. Again, it's always this use, and they do this on Sky and the BBC, and no one ever questions this. The reporters do it as well, having to. You never, no one ever has to have a lockdown. 
no, but like uh, I think it would have been very plausible that the government would have done a lockdown if we'd had that surge. But, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if you can avoid those deaths by waiting a couple of weeks to get uh, many more people double jabbed and, uh, you know, people over the age of 18 have their first jab, uh, which who, they will have done in the next fortnight, then I think that was beneficial. Well, yeah, but you see, again, who, who are these people who, who are dying, though? Because, I mean, we know that the stats in terms of under 60s, certainly under 40s, we're in the hundreds. I mean, um, uh, by the beginning of June, we only had 649 people under the age of 40 who had, with, with or without any underlying serious health complaints, and most of those people did have serious underlying health complaints, who had died of COVID, with, sorry, with COVID, with a positive COVID test. Um, since the beginning of the pandemic, all the way from, from you know, February, March 2020, all the way to the beginning of June this year. Official NHS England, I was point out, NHS England statistics, um, but obviously that's the 80% of the population or, or so of, this country, of, of the United Kingdom. Um, and there's deaths in hospital. I doubt very much there have been a lot of people who've been under 40 who've been dying with COVID uh, at home. Um, so you're looking at a tiny number of those people. Everybody over the age of 50... I mean, including myself, as either double jabbed or about to have the double jab, or they could have had it plenty, plenty of time ago. Um, everyone under 50 is at far, 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 far lower risk. So who are all these people who are dying with, with, with COVID who haven't been double jabbed but want a double jab who are sort of 18, 19 years old? I mean, that's simply not happening. Well, we know for a fact that the vast majority of people who have been hospitalised, uh, largely with this Indian variant of COVID, have been people who haven't had the second jab. Mm. And so it's clear that, you know, getting that second one has a significant effect on the chances of whether you'll get sick, whether you'll be hospitalised, whether you'll get long COVID. But also, of course, the only reason there is a Delta variant, an Indian variant, is because it was spreading. And so there's a reason to not that, want it spreading as fast as it has been in recent uh, variant, weeks. Variants happen anyway. I mean, we've, there are hundreds of thousands well, of variants. They don't happen anyway. No, they don't happen anyway. They can only yes, happen if it's do. in wide circulation. Mm. If it's not in wide circulation, mm. it's not going to mutate. No, no, that, that's, that's, that's simply... True. That's no, it's... <laughs> I don't think either of us has a virology qualification, but I'm 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 99.99999% that 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 is that is not the case. Um, vari well, variants on. will happen with viruses it, anyway. Sure, but but if there is much less COVID, there is much less chance of it mutating. Okay. Um, it's well. There's. I mean, there are certainly strong arguments about the the number of of Indian variant cases we, we were brought into this country and issues over the over the red list of uh, of countries. I mean, that's a, certainly a fair point. The, the Indian variant was going to happen, but an awful lot of evidence, as we've discovered, end of last week, um, awful lot of evidence that uh, this again we were told you it's a terrible variant, massively more transmissible. Um, I've spoken to a number of very senior epidemiologists um, who, who who have said you know there's simply no evidence that it is as extra transmissible as people are claiming more transmitted given the circumstances it was brought into homes in you know in in, in areas where you know sort of multi-occupancy homes and lots of people in with a very low vaccination take up and that's why it spread so much faster and has taken over as the dominant variant now in this country but but also the fact that we were told you know oh we don't know if it's if the new vaccine if the vaccines work on this new variant so we'll have to be extra careful and hence we can't come out of lockdown and then these accusations that Matt Hancock misled the Prime Minister I'm assuming at this point also, Chris Wheatley and Sir Patrick Vallance misled the Prime Minister because surely they are the ones advising the Prime Minister uh, and would have known the data on whether or not the, the Indian variant was susceptible to the vaccine. And actually, we were given, you know, we were told a few weeks ago, actually... We, we are looking at very low efficacy, certainly from the first jab, and that's why everyone needs to have the second jab, which is why we, we were told was the reason for extending lockdown. But actually, we're looking at, what was it, 70% efficacy from the first jab? 
um, way better stats. Now, would the prime minister, if he'd, well, A, if he'd been told the right information, B, if he bothered to care about the detail, which he doesn't, which is one of the big problems we've got in this government, um, would, would a different decision have been made? I mean, what do you make of these accusations denied by the health secretary, by the way? I mean, I think they're, they're probably a bit of a non-story in reality, because really? if you looked at well, if, what I mean is by that is that uh, the idea that the prime minister didn't know how uh, the, the stats on how effective it was seems implausible because at his press conference uh, last Monday when he talked about it, he talked about actually the jabs being super effective against this Indian variant. So I find you know maybe Matt Hancock didn't uh, brief these particular stats, but I don't think it's I don't think you can really argue that Boris Johnson was was under illusions about how effective the the vaccine is against the Indian variant because he referenced it himself in his comments at the press conference when he announced the delay to uh, to full to full lockdown ending. Um, let me also ask you, it was an interesting letter in the Sunday Telegraph yesterday um, from a doctor, Dr Geoffrey Maidman, saying on June the 23rd last year, the average number of daily COVID-19 deaths in the previous week was 59, with 353 daily hospital admissions. On that day, the government announced that restrictions on our freedoms would be eased on July the 4th. This year, the average number of daily COVID-19 deaths in the first week of June was seven. It has since gone up. I think it's now around the 10 mark, actually daily number average, uh, seven, seven day average, with 144 hospital admissions. In contrast to last year, those at high risk have been vaccinated, yet at the beginning of the week the government announced its intention to continue restricting our freedom for at least another five weeks. Where is the logic? I think this is the thing a lot of people are wondering, especially with lots of talk about um, being able to go abroad. We're going to hopefully have another announcement later this week about the, the travel list, whether any countries go onto the green list, or maybe you know Portugal goes, goes back onto the green list, um, or whether or not double jab people will be able to travel without the quarantining. But it is quite bizarre, I think, that that Last year, we were able to travel pretty freely, actually, to a number of countries um, without quarantine, without all that. And yet this year, despite 81% of adults in this country having had their first jab, 59% having had their second jab, one of the greatest, best rollouts of jabs in the world. And yet we don't we have fewer freedoms now than we did last year without a vaccine. Do you not think that's strange? But I think there are two things. I mean, one is that, of course, the government should try to learn from mistakes in the first place. And there was evidence that, uh, you know, all sorts of COVID got into the country from people going abroad. But the other thing is that we're in a fundamentally different position. You know, last year, if you went to, and I did, I went to Spain, for example, mm. albeit for work, uh, I went there and Spain and the UK were in much similar situations. This year, you have a situation where a country like Britain is so much further ahead. And you could have people travelling to countries that are in much worse situations where people aren't vaccinated, where there's a lot more COVID, and we risk undoing the... Ah, the oh, no, but Europe, no, no, most most of Europe currently right now has a lower rate of infection than we do. And yet yeah, we're exactly. not allowed to go to those countries. Europe is opening up to the United States, uh, to elsewhere, and yet, and yet, we, um, yet we aren't. I mean, uh, I mean let's, let's right, talk about America. On. I mean, America is... Most states <laughs> in America... America. There's no mask mandate indoors anymore. Um, you, people are going to big concerts. They're, 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 they're mixed. They're going to nightclubs. And we're going to be talking to, to somebody, a former actually advisor to Boris Johnson, who's out in the States. You know, just they go, you know, they're going to nightclubs and bars completely freely, no restrictions, no social distancing. And yet they're behind us on the vaccine rollout. 
But hang on, why is it that the UK now at present has a higher rate of COVID than many uh, EU countries? Because we didn't keep our borders closed and we let 20,000 people a day well, at one point in from India and then spread it and undid our good work. Uh, so how they kind of sorry, magic, sorry, we, we didn't. No, wide open? These other countries didn't have their borders closed either. They did uh, for India. They, they, no, 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 they didn't. I'm going, I tell you other crucial things. We didn't let people in from India. They weren't random strangers. They were largely British people from India who live in this country. They were residents. They are our fellow citizens returning home. Are you saying that, I mean, I mean, gosh, you know, you, you Remainers who are so big on uh, open, free borders seem remarkably unhappy about British residents and citizens coming back to this country to their homes. It wasn't on the red list of countries which had the toughest rules, i.e. had to go in quarantine. And so that increased the risk of it coming through. We know that for a fact. I don't think anybody reasonably questioning that all those people coming in from India brought this variant on a scale that has been hugely unhelpful and put us back. And the fact is that if the government had had much stricter rules on people coming in from India, just like the rules it applied to Pakistan and to Bangladesh, you know, nearby countries with much lower rates, it didn't. And that's how we got ourselves in this position. We're here because of our lax border policy. So I can't see how that's a justification for having a more lax border policy. In what way was it a lax border policy when people were being tested because you could just freely come from india to here and not have to face the strictest quarantine measures once they introduced that then we know that the numbers coming into the country of covid was smaller it's quite obvious that if you let twenty thousand people a day coming from india then some of them are going to be carrying covid here and on top of that the airports were so poorly run that you had people mixing from red and green amber exactly there are there are plenty of other ways of dealing with this issue that don't involve closing the borders to people during the country but again what what is what is someone going on holiday to say Germany, which has had a consistently far lower rate of uh, of COVID than we've had? What's that got to do with people coming in from India? Why can't people from Britain travel to Germany if they were wanted in Germany and travel back, take a test to get into Germany, whatever, take a test and you come back? But if you're double jabbed, frankly, whether or not that's even necessary, why would that be? Why would that? Why has that got anything whatsoever to do with people coming in from India? Well, I think in a couple of months' time, when we've uh, completed a vaccine rollout in Germany and in the UK, that would be absolutely fine. In a couple of months' time. Do you, do you know when the school holds Do you know how many parents, do you know how many millions of people in this country can't travel after, after you know, mid-August? Do you know how yeah, many people? You, I mean, do you mean, I mean, you, you presumably you've just got to organise holiday for like you know yourself or or a partner with a friend or something. And get a whole my time off. We've got friends we was planning to go on holiday with in in July. You know, it takes them two months to get you know, police officers takes them two months to get holiday leave completely signed off and and you know and and, and trying to and trying to sync it up. Lots of people that you're talking about millions of people not being able to go away on holiday this year. And what about all the people who've had their livelihoods decimated and still at risk and, and are worse off because of lockdown being delayed because we've had people coming into this country spreading COVID and putting ourselves in a worse position? But still didn't have to people, lockdown. I think a lot of people would, would rather that this country uh, had its freedoms back, that people were to lead their lives, get their businesses back open to a profitable level than be able to go on holiday. Uh, this is, this is, now, this is the argument. It's an, the either or. This is the either or. I mean, we're going to have to go to a break, but this is the either or argument. Like, but if we just close our borders completely, then we can have absolute freedom at home. It's an absolute load of nonsense and the businesses will be back. I hate to tell you that there are millions of jobs in this country that rely on our borders being open. The theatre world, the hotel world, the bars, the restaurants 
so many. I mean, the, it is aviation industry, tourism. It is absolutely absurd, this idea that we can live life like New Zealand. I mean, at some point, New Zealand and Australia are going to have to open up and they're going to have a really big shock to their system and indeed their health systems when they do. Um, they, I mean, it, it is this either or option is just in, it, it's just a complete lie. It really is. We're going to look at the front pages and there's a whole variety of stories we're going to talk about uh, coming up next. More from Benjamin uh, Butterworth. Uh, don't forget later in the show, in the next hour or so, we are going to talk to the business secretary, uh, Kwasi Kwarteng. I'll put a lot of those stories to him and we'll talk at Royals as well because, you know, it's a Monday. So Meghan and Harry are moaning about something. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.